do I open a door? Uh, you got my attention now, Dr. B. How do I open a door? Let's talk about that. Genesis 28. We're going to stay here for just a minute. Now, Jacob went out from Beersheba and went toward Haran. And he came to a certain place. I want everybody to say a certain place. Now, this is very, very important. I know it may not look important right now, but it is extremely important that you understand the language. He came to a certain place and stayed there all night because the sun had set. And he took one of the stones of that place and put it under his head and laid down in that place to sleep. Now, why does he keep using the same language? That place, that place, that place, that place. Now, th there's been some controversy over the years, not really in the Jewish community because they're pretty convinced of what happened, but there's been some controversy over those that just have a literal interpretation of Scripture, and they want to know, you know, where did this happen? Where did this, where did this ladder of angels or this staircase of angels actually take place? Well, most people will agree, most, a lot of Bible scholars will agree that it happened on Mount Moriah. So it's, it's, even though he says he calls it Bethel, there is a little town about 11 miles away called Bethel, and that town is associated with some of the altars of Abraham, but this is not the same place. He's not actually calling it Bethel. He's saying this is the house of God. He's actually prophesying because Bethel means the house of Elohim or the house of God, Bet Elohim. And so he's actually saying, not calling it. He is declaring prophetically this is the house of God. So you have to understand that, that in this place, there, there's only one, one word that is used to describe a very significant place that happened in the Torah. If you read the Jewish Bible, even the Jewish Publication Society, if you read the Jewish Publication Bible, it's going to say the place, the, not, not a certain place. It's going to say the place. It's going to give you, it's gonna give you a, um, the, the indication that it has to be a particular location. Now, the word there in Hebrew, if you read the Hebrew Bible, if you read the Torah, it's going to say the Mequam. Now, this is very important. It's not a reference to just any place. When Abraham went to sacrifice Isaac, he called that place the Mequam. And this is, what, this is the important part of that. The only time in the Bible that this particular word is referenced in this way it's always pointing to the very same place, the place that Abraham sacrificed Isaac, a holy place. So when you read this passage again about Jacob, the Bible says that he went there. He knew where he was going. He didn't just get fall asleep. He happened to go to a place where his grandfather had gone, where he sacrificed, went to sacrifice Jacob's father. So he went there knowing that this was the place. Maybe he had visited there before. Maybe he just needed to go back. But this is a place where Abraham went to sacrifice his son. And what came down to stop him? Does anybody remember? An angel came down, the angel of the Lord, and God created covenant or, or entered into covenant with Abraham in the Mequam, in that place. So be, there wasn't a name for it other than that. And so when you see this language in this text, let's go back to that. I want to show you this because it keeps repeating it. Let's go back to the previous one. There you go. He says he came to the Mequan, if you're reading it in Hebrew, and he took one of the stones out of the Mequan and put it under his head and he laid down there in the Mequan to sleep. So what he's trying to tell you is I am in the place where Abraham sacrificed Isaac 
which is Mount Moriah. What is important about this place? Well, first of all, it is the place where Abraham sacrificed Isaac and an angel come down. But it doesn't stop there. It is the place. Now, we're going to do something here tonight. You're going to help me preach a little bit. When I say the place, I want you to say it back to me. The place, all right? Let's practice it one time. It is the place. All right, that was a good Baptist, the place. I want a good Pentecostal, this place this time. So, the place. There you go. There you are, Ramp OCI. It was in the place where God provided a ram for Abraham. It was in the place where Jacob had the dream of the angels descending. It was in the place where David stopped the death angel. It is in the place where Solomon built the temple. It is in the place where the second temple was built by Zerubbabel. It is in the place where Herod built the temple for the Jews in Jerusalem. It is in the place that is now called the Temple Mount. It is in the place where Jesus stood and said, my house shall be called a house of prayer. It is in the place the Mequon, the place. The Mequon, the place. Where Jesus healed all the sick in Jerusalem on the day that he cleansed the temple. It is in the place where Jesus Christ will come back and set up his millennial kingdom and build his house in the millennial reign of Christ in the Mequon, in the place. You guys are good. All of you get your, your, your preaching credentials after this. He's in the McQuan. He's not just in any place. He is in the place where, you don't have to do it every time, just unless you want to. I realize I'm going to say this a few more times, and I wanted you for my trill, and you, were, you showed up big. Thank you. He's in the place where God has established through covenant with Abraham an access point a holy site, a sacred place where Jacob was able to see what was going on in this portal that had been opened up into heaven. It is in this very place that Messiah will build his home in the millennial reign. It is in this very place that you can go and pray at the Western Wall right now. This is Mount Moriah. It is a holy site that remained holy, that will continue to remain holy, and it is a place that as long as you are praying there and worshiping there, which happens every day, there is still a portal that is open there on that Temple Mount where miracles can happen and blessings can flow right there. Some people believe that it is one of the reasons that God, how God continues to bless Jerusalem and how God continues to bless Israel is because of this angelic portal that has been opened up. Rabbi Rashi, who is one of the most noted Jewish scholars, uh, they claim that he's probably the most noted Jewish scholar in the last 1,000 years. So if, if that's true, I don't know. But this is what he says. He says, it cannot refer to any other place other than Mount Moriah since Torah itself refers to that holy site as the Mequon that place, and it's listed that way in several places in the scriptures. It cannot be any other place. So what I'm trying to tell you is that he is in a holy place where someone has built a portal through obedience and worship, where someone has built an altar 
and made the ultimate sacrifice in worship to God, even though he didn't have to go through with it. He was obedient to God. Thank you so much for supporting our ministry. If this has blessed you, please say a prayer for us. And if you would like to give, we have four ways that you can do that. You can give online at briancutshaw.com or if you're a PayPal user, just PayPal us at Church Trainer. Or you can also give through the mail at P.O. Box 267, Georgetown, Tennessee, 37336. Or if you're a Venmo user, you can Venmo us also at Church Trainer. Thank you, and God bless you, and may the Lord multiply your seed. Now back to Hope in the Word. Let's go to verse 12. Then he dreamed, and behold, a ladder was set up on the earth, and its top reached to heaven, and there were angels that were ascending and descending. Now, we get hung up here because of the word ladder, because we think of a ladder. How can you ascend and descend on a ladder? We think, you know, we, we can just walk up a ladder, but you have to understand this, this Hebrew word here is like any other Hebrew word or many other words. It also has other words that can be translated into. We use the word ladder in the English Bible, but it also can be translated as the word staircase, which is probably more likely because he's saying, I see a place, I see an open portal in heaven, and the angels are walking up, taking things to heaven, and walking back, bringing things from heaven. I don't know about you, but I want to be in a place just like that. I want to be in a place where my needs are taken up and my blessings are brought back down. I want to be in a place where my praise goes up and the power comes down. I want to be in a place where my request goes before the Lord and my answer comes back down. I want to be in a place where I can send up my struggles and send up my sacrifices and in its place comes joy and peace and the Holy Ghost. That's the place I want to be where angels are not just going up, but they're coming back down and bringing blessings to God's people. Now notice this, when he woke up, this is verse 16, when he woke up, the Bible says, Jacob awoke from his sleep and said, surely the Lord is in the McGuan. Surely the Lord is in this place. And I did not know it. And he was afraid and said, how awesome is this place? There is no, this is none other than, here's where we get the word Bethel from. It is none other than the house of God, Bet Elohim, the house of, of, of God. And this is the gate of heaven. Now we've seen doors opening. Now we've seen windows opening. And now he says this is the gate of heaven. What's interesting about that word gate is the word shahar in, in Hebrew, which basically means an opening. So what he's not saying is there's an iron gate there. He's basically saying somebody has opened up what we would call a portal Somebody has opened up a gateway where angels are ascending and descending. Who opened that up? Abraham opened that up. Isaac opened that up. Now Jacob is opening that up. Now it will go all the way to present day where people are still gathering on that same site supernaturally. They're still gathering there. People go from all over the world. I just went there last year and prayed. Perry just went there last year. Perry and Pam just went there last year and prayed. Faith and I were there 
last year and prayed. People around the world go there to this same site and they call upon the name of the Lord because it's one thing to open the door. It's another thing to keep the door open. So let me tell you, Ramp OCI, we can never stop having our prayer meetings and we can never stop worshiping God in spirit and in truth because that ensures that blessings are not just coming to this service. That ensures a blessing's going home with you. That ensures that the doors are going to open in your life, in business, in family. That ensures the protection that you need, the blessings that you need, because now angels are ascending and descending in these holy sites. Then Jacob arose, verse 18. Then Jacob rose early in the morning, took the stone that he put under his head, set it as a pillar, poured oil on it, and called the name of the place, the house of God, or, or as we would say in English, Bethel. And the name of the city uh, was Luz before that. And there's a whole another story behind the, the, the city of Luz and its name being the almond branch and the, the beginning, the blooming. So it's almost like God was saying, Luz was here as a beginning. Now you're seeing the fruition of that. So it's the same thing that you saw in Aaron's but an Aaron's rod that budded, which was an almond branch. It's the same thing that you see in Jeremiah's call to ministry. What do you see? I see an almond branch blooming. So the almond tree the, some, the, is the first bloom of Israel in the spring, and so it means beginning. It's a symbol of something has just begun, and that is why he actually notates that here. Now, Jacob is not calling this place Bethel. He's actually saying the house of God is here, but then he prophesies over it. Now, notice that we're in chapter 28 of Genesis. He takes a rock and he pours oil on it. And then he goes on his trip. But by the time you get to verse 30, chapter 35 of Genesis, God says, go back to the place where Abraham, go back to the Mequon, go back to the place. And this time I want you to do something else. I want you to build an altar there. So they're keeping this place. They're setting up memorial stones and keeping this as a holy site. Now, Jacob set up the memorial stones, but he does something else. Chapter 28, verse 20, look at this. Then Jacob made a vow saying, if God will be with me and keep me in this way, that I am going and give me bread to eat and clothing to put on so that I may come back to my father's house in peace, then the Lord shall be my God. And this stone which I have set up shall be God's house and all of you, all that you will give me, I will come back here and pay tithe to you. Now, see, you have to understand what he's doing. He is declaring that this is going to be God's house. Now, he's prophesying here. He has no idea that God will have a temple there. He has no idea that Solomon is going to build a temple on the same spot. He, has, he doesn't know that yet, but he's prophesying that this place is so holy it will be established. This is the same place where David brings in and sets up, or the same general area where David sets up the, the, the tabernacle of David to open up the, the, the key of David or open up the worship to the world. Now look at this. What, is, what does Jacob's ladder literally mean? And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hit this hard and then come to a close. What does Jacob's ladder really mean? Basically, he gave him a heavenly vision of accelerated angelic activity. He's showing him that when you open up portals through prayer and through worship, that angels ascend to descend. He's showing him that this is more than a, I hope we have a good service tonight. This is more than, woo, I got my blessing. 
This is more than, you know, thank God for all those. Thank God when I get my blessing. Thank God when we have a good service tonight. But it's more than that. What he's saying is there are certain churches that you can go through the rituals and you can go home feeling better. But there's other places that have ongoing prayer ministries with dedicated prayer warriors who are praying. There's other locations that have portals in them where where the impossibilities can happen, where the supernatural can take place. And, it, and it's not because God loves one place more than another place, but it's because God honors the sacrifice of praise and God honors the sacrifice of worship. And I wanna tell you something, as someone who loves to praise, I, you sometimes you got to praise through your pain. Sometimes you got to praise through your problem. Sometimes you got to praise through your tiredness. Has anybody ever given God a, a weary hand, but you gave it to him anyway? Anybody ever lifted up a feeble knee, but you gave it to God anyway? I mean, there are times, especially when you got a Tuesday night service and you've had a long day and you've been teaching all day long and you drove straight from there. You, had, you didn't even have time to go rest. You just go straight from there to there. There are times that praise is a sacrifice. There are times that you push through whatever's on your mind and push through whatever's worrying you and push through because you know on the other side of that push, there is a blessing. On the other side of that push, there could be your miracle. That could be the night that everything turns around and everything changes so you push through. And can I tell you, if we will just stay faithful to giving God our best praise, if we'll just stay faithful to lifting up holy hands, if we'll just stay faithful to singing the songs of Zion, and we will not get weary and well-doing, if we will just stay faithful and showing up at global prayer and praying in prayer barns, showing up at noon prayer, if we will just stay faithful, the door will stay open and the blessings will continue to flow. The windows of heaven will open and God will continue to pour out blessings. This program is brought to you by the partners of Brian Cutshaw and Church Trainer Ministries. Please help us pray that the Lord will continue to send us more partners so we can expand His kingdom around the world.